And welcome, everybody, to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Permanenzi. Coming today, guys, the uh, Monday after the Loons game on Saturday, the home opener, which uh, three of the four of us were at. Uh, I don't know where David was. I mean, frankly. No one wants to hear where I was. Well, I don't think so. And decided not to make the drive up. Yeah. You know, it's home. Uh, But I mean, for record, I I was sitting on my patio in mid-70s weather, drinking scotch and smoking a cigar. Good good for you. What a difference from uh, three of us at the game. Well, let's just talk about the weather a little bit, guys, because it was cold, rainy, and whatever. Um, Yep. Dave and I and Connor were there. Dave and I uh, picked up some really cheap seats in the the, um, uh, the club section. That was the way to go. First was, time yeah. for me. I think yeah. first time for you. D- yeah. David, you've sat in there before, haven't you? Yeah, they're great seats. Yeah, they yeah. are. And the uh, price was right. I, I mean, I don't think you, I, it was just pretty wild how that worked out and you're able to snatch those tickets up for pretty mm-hmm. all, I mean, most of the tickets were going for t- double what we paid. I know I saw a few yeah. other maybe stragglers that are kind of somewhat reasonably priced, but uh, yeah. yeah, good deal. I mean, I, I guess I never really knew. But, um, you know, there's a plenty of snacks. They had mini hot dogs, mini bratwurst, chips, salsa, cheese, popcorn, all, you know, kind of dessert, some snacks. And it's mm-hmm. all complimentary with soda and water. So, yeah, I really thought that was pretty slick. And I'll tell you, if you have, if we pick a game to have those seats, this mm-hmm. one was the one to pick. Because, it was. Uh, it was. Well, the, <laughs> the lightning delay, too, didn't help. I an mean, hour right. we had. An, we Yeah, there was an hour. You know, it felt like. It didn't feel as bad for us, probably, Tony, because we no. got to enjoy the comforts of being inside, having a cup, a snack or two, yeah. not to mention a beer. But uh, yeah, it was so it felt shorter, but it was an hour. I think it was an hour and 12 minute weather delay due yep. to uh, lightning. Yeah, that and sounds about right. No yeah. doubt that there was lightning because we saw it. Yes. Yep. I mean, it close to the stadium, no less. Yeah. It, it was something else in March. Was yep. it March 5th for the game? March That's 5th. A little, <clears throat> yeah. early, little early for lightning. So you guys know, apparently the rule is that if lightning strikes within eight miles of the stadium, uh, that's when you have, that's when they do weather delays for lightning. Wow. So I guess it was pretty close. Must've been. Yeah. It's it's funny. I mean, I'm, you know, with all the, you know, the twins games, loons games, go for football games. That's only happened at just a, not less than a hand, literally less than a handful of times. I think most recently was maybe two or three years ago at a go for football game. There was a, a delay probably about the same length of time where you just had to sit inside the concourse waiting. I, I've never been to a game where it's been a weather delay before. So that was a first for me. That uh, was an interesting experience. I ended up heading home uh, at, during that weather delay, but some, yeah. uh, <clears throat> because just it just got to be too long of a wait. But um, I got to watch the rest of the game from home and uh, saw some highlights that we're going to talk about today. So good, good deal. Yeah. Well, uh, it is Monday, guys, and we're all drinking. Uh, David, of course, has been drinking a little earlier um, due to some visitors at his house. But uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll go first because I've got a brewery that's uh, not new, but it's one of my favorites. It's uh, from Shells. It is there. Uh, it's a small batch, limited batch series they make, and they put it in some of their 12 packs. And this is their, um, this is the captain speaking. Uh, and <laughs> Guys, for the first time, I think on this podcast ever, I'm having a porter, which wow, yeah, had, wow. I just, I had to switch have it. You up. ever had a dark beer? Period. Oh, I have, David. I have. I like mean, Imperials, maybe. I don't. Oh, I've had, you ever having a. 
I've had Imperial stouts before. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I drink, I've had the darkness before and all that stuff. I mean, I've yeah, had yeah. Imperial stouts. I'm just not a big like drinker of them. I, I don't know why, but I just, I might mean, my taste buds or whatever it is, but uh, this one here, guys, it's uh 4.8%. It's uh Fort road based base malt, which I think is their malt. They actually make down there. I believe uh, Cara aroma, Black Prince and Bolander Munich. Nice. Those are their mouths, your hops, your uh, Fugel and Cascade. And they, oh, wow. Then they That's even a, have Cascade's different. Yeah. yeah for, a, for a porter, you don't expect that in the porter. Yep. And they even got the signature of the brewer on there. It's DHH. I don't even know who that would be. I can't think of who one of the shells guys would be. But, anyways, guys, it's a really good porter. I like it. 4.8% goes <clears throat> down pretty easy. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Caramel, little caramel, little chocolate in there. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Props to shells for making a good porter. All right, yeah, way to go. Well, all right, David, what do you got down in the land of Florida? Uh, so old brewery, uh, new beer, and I have not drank this before. Oops. So I, I held to my. I think I said this on the podcast last week That's um, right. that I was not going to try this, try beer before I did it. So no screening of this beer. Yeah. Um, this is from Riptide Brewing Company. I believe this was the first or second brewery that I used after rejoining from my sabbatical. Um, this is the old Naples blonde. Um, so by the name blonde ale, um and this is tasty i've been to the brewery twice now and i've skipped this in the flights each time that i've had it um and i like it it's it's pretty solid it's it's a bit different for a um for a blonde it feels a little bit more there's something that's kind of a bit coffee-ish in it um it's very bready um i didn't pour it out in a glass so i can't show you guys but it's it's a titch bit darker than a lot of blondes um really smooth almost has a cream ale feel to it um i would almost wonder if they don't have some type of um uh no brain fart um some type of uh malt in there that's just gives it a more creamy creamy feel to it it's it's uh it's definitely got a heft to it uh in the flavor and the body itself uh 4.7 so it's really low um nice. you could down these pretty easily but um there's just something more to it in the body that's not very typical of a blonde ale from my experience anyway so um it's it's actually it's really solid it's a good beer maybe you're tasting some wine grapes maybe I mean, that's true. I, I've had a couple of glasses of wine, so maybe my maybe no one should take anything I say with a whole taste a whole little lot of whiskey in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I drink this quite a bit. Um, yeah. All right. Good deal. Uh, Connor, how about you? Um, I went with uh, <clears throat> not a new brewery this time, uh, but I think one of the favorites. Uh, this one is from a head flyer. And it's uh, called the Wicked Jump Shot. And it's a double dry hopped pale ale. 
and I never had this beer before either. And the alcohol percent uh, alcohol percentage is only five point four. The IBU is only twenty eight, which explains why it's not a particularly strong beer. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's thick, uh, it's got a lot of body to it, and the hops in there are mosaic and amarillo. Am- Amarillo, Amarillo. I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce though. I'd say I would say Amarillo, but that's Amarillo. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's good. It's uh, I mean, like I said, Headli- Headflyer is one of my favorite beers or one of my favorite breweries. This one's not my favorite from them, but I would definitely drink this again. It's uh, got a good uh, kind of weak pale ale taste to it, so good to have if. Um, you know what? I, I would consider this kind of like a session IPA, kind of <laughs> almost. So it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty low key, but I like it. Nice. All right, Dave, what do you got? Yeah, awesome. I eh, Connor, I actually I also have a beer that uh, has mosaic hops in it as well. But nice. Uh, I, and I also did not go with a new brewery as well. I but I and I thought I went with one of our favorites as well. Um, I went with a beer from Invictus Brewing Company up course up in blaine not far from the uh, training facility i went with their uh listening through static hazy pale ale so hopefully our listeners aren't listening through static but uh that's what i went with and i just figured uh i don't know it's i invictus is unfortunately in plymouth you can't you can't find invictus too much up by my work in champlain it's a little more popular obviously you get closer to the brewery their distribution network is better so i uh Picked, picked it up and uh, I'm sure that I've had this before, but gosh, it's been a little while. And obviously I know that's a brewery that we go to every once in a while, considering its proximity to the uh, national sports center. But uh, yeah, this one's good. It's, it's uh, like I said, hazy pale ale and um, it almost looks like orange juice. So it could probably pass for orange juice if you're looking for a morning beer, but uh, <laughs> it has, yeah, it's, it's for, it's, it's only 5.5.0. ABV, so not too strong, and IBU 42. And so for a hazy pale ale, it's fairly juicy. So I like it. It's not, it's it's relatively smooth. Um, it's not overly not overly hoppy, but uh yeah, it's just got a smooth, smooth taste to it. I'm actually um it's like going down very well. So maybe it's a little too smooth for a Monday night. A little bit, but, a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's got just I think the you know, aside from being juicy, like I described, I'd say kind of uh it looks like an orange juice, but there's more like a grapefruit uh, smell and taste to it than. Gotcha. Nice. So, but yeah, right. classic beer. It's one of their mainstays in their tap room. I think it's been there for quite oh, a while. Yeah, I think it's time. probably. Um, well, great. Some good beers tonight, guys. Uh, before we talk about this game against, uh, well, an opponent in uh, Nashville, guys, that uh, looks pretty good on paper. We'll get into that in just a second. Before we go to the soccer part, I wanted did, did want to mention. That uh, looks like the, the uh, state of Minnesota is going to pass uh, sports betting uh, for real this time. Uh, so, of course, this ties into us talking about soccer because you will next year potentially be able to bet on soccer, baseball, football, whatever. Uh, if you head into a casino in Minnesota or on an online app. Uh, in Minnesota, so uh, I don't recommend betting on them less, though. <laughs> no, I don't. Either. I no. mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to just for fun and just make yeah. it maybe, maybe a, a short, short little uh, blurb about it. What the odds are going into the mm-hmm. next week's game, or what they were for this, you know, the particular yeah. game that we happen to be talking about. So that could be add a little wrinkle to it. 
Sure. Well, you know, I think what's pretty cool is MLS now, if you go on their website and you go to the uh, the ribbon across the top that shows the results and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. upcoming fixtures, the upcoming, they show the, uh, they show the betting. Nice. Um, yeah, I think they, they've they got do. a partner. I think it's in, I think BetMGM is their partner. Yeah, yeah. that's right. App that we yep. can't use, but uh, yeah, in the future, we should be able to. And uh, and that kind of feeds into the whole uh, BSN network, Bally Sports Network, um, them coming out with their um, app to watch games, which will also include in some areas the same app uh, to bet on those games. So it'll be interesting how Bally sports uh, integrates the betting into their apps while you're watching a game. Um, I mean, good Lord, you'll be able to bet from anywhere if you want to. So, right. Um, I'll tell you one thing though, if anybody bet on Austin FC to be top of the West after two weeks mm-hmm. with a plus nine goal differential, mm-hmm. they're making a ton of money right now. It's not well. That's oh. a fluke. That's a fluke. I, I was gonna say. It's I was gonna team. actually. I was gonna bring that yeah. up maybe after the game. But yeah, ten, yeah. 10 goals in two, in two, uh, two <laughs> matches start of the season. That's pretty uh, impressive. Uh, granted, David, you alluded to where they play uh, Cincinnati um, yes. and Miami. And Miami. They played yeah, Miami. Yeah. 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 It's a fluke. It's a fluke. Good for them. They're two and zero. Oh, fantastic. Top of the table. Woohoo! It, it'll change after they play Portland and Seattle. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so getting in the match guys against Nashville here at home, our home opener. Um, if you look at our lineup guys, the only change really was at the midfield position. Will Trapp, uh, was in, uh, for, um, Kelvin, um, or curve. Is it Curvin? Curvin. Curvin. Curvin was in for Ariaga, Curvin Ariaga, uh, because he, Curvin got a, he sustained some sort of chest injury. Yeah, they called it a thorax injury. Yeah. I was like, like, so kind of like talk about upper... being a bit cryptic, yeah. even. Oh, no when kidding. Did, when did he get that? Did like somebody chop him in the neck or what? No, I, I don't think they ever said. I, I, I'd imagine it was um it was during training because mm-hmm. it, he didn't seem like he was laboring or anything during the match. Um, I think I even said that it was probably during one of those stupid soccer tennis goof off times during probably. the training. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't recall seeing it. If anyone else no. did, I don't know. But. No. So, uh, Will Trap gets a start, uh, in the middle there, which is fine. It's fine. That's what we have. The, 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 the depth of the midfield. It's nice. Yeah. To have. Well, I, I mean, and I think heading into the season, most people, uh, even people that follow the team quite closely, were expecting that combo of Hassani Dotson and Will Trap to, to, to come out in the defensive mid. So, I guess yeah, Tony mentioned it. it's just nice to have that depth that they they have and now in Curvin and and it was great to see him. He you know he did quite well last week. That was a pleasant pleasant surprise. I mean I know there's some excitement when he came in, but it was nice to see that they have that option. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. It's you, you got a player obviously in this combination, and I think Dotson has looked quite well uh, through short sample size two games. But I think he's looked pretty good. Um, you know, never mind you know, never mind specific moments. I just think as a whole, he's playing a lot better. And then we know what we have in Will Trap. I don't know that he had his strongest game uh, yeah, on Saturday, especially in, in the first half, but no. you know, that's the, that's the combo we expected to see. So I think it's going to be interesting now that you got, you know, potentially two, three players that all deserve minutes, you know, what's this yeah, going to look like? I don't ever want to see Dotson and Trap together again, quite honestly. <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought they got 
got ran over multiple times during the yeah. first fifth. Well, whatever it was when the uh, weather delay started, first sixty, whatever. Um, I I just wolf. You know that was it was not good. They were they're constantly leaving a ton of space behind them, both constantly up in the near attacking third. It just did not do well. Um, if it's going to be something, I hope it's Curvin and Dots in particular. That's, I mean, that's my favorite. Um, but, you know, Curvin and Trap would be fine too. It's just somebody's got to stay home. Somebody has to stay home. Yeah. And it, it, I just didn't see it Saturday night with these two. Um, and it, it's too bad because I, I really like Trap and I really like Dotson too. And I think they both um, should be, you know, as Dave said, vying for minutes. But I just don't think they can be together. Yeah, interesting. That, I mean, that's a good point. Yes, but I mentioned it with Trap. I didn't think he looked particularly sharp. I, and uh, but it, it, I, his distributions passing was off. But then again, I know I, Tony. I probably made this complaint to you like multiple times, at least through the first half hour, maybe even all the way up to the uh, the rain delay. But I was just really kind of frustrated in the team as a whole, basically with their. Mm-hmm. It just they seem. I I just kept saying the word lazy. I don't know if that was accurate or not, but I that's the word I was using. It just seemed like they everybody was just a bit off. They weren't in sync, and the passing was. Just pretty poor. Yeah, Dave, I'd agree with that. Yeah, lazy is a really good word for mm-hmm. it. Um, complacent, maybe too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. They just were not quite there. They're a step off in everything they did. It yep. seemed. Yeah, and the weather. I think the weather played a factor in that too. I mean, you get a home opener. It's raining. It's kind of cold. You know, I I know I know they have to play in it, and I know it's you know home opener. You should be up for that, but they did look a little sluggish coming out. Yeah, of the game. it's. It is a shame. Yeah, they sh- you should definitely be up for your home opener in front of, you know, but, you know, granted, it wasn't a, it didn't it wasn't a sellout, at least the people in our seats. It, it didn't feel like. But, you know, credit to the Wonderwall. I'll say they were loud. Uh, they they sounded were. great. Mm-hmm. They I, I I mean, we were sitting pretty close to the Wonderwall. So maybe that compared to some. No, other they, they sounded good on the broadcast, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. now maybe they're mic'd, but no. probably were mic'd, but still they sounded good. Um, oh yeah, the, I, I I was toward the other side of the stadium, and I could definitely hear them very nice and loudly over there. So they they did a good job. So guys, right off the bat, I mean, you guys right came out flat footed, uh, give up an early goal here in the fifth minute. Uh, uh, CJ Sapong gets it. There's a nice little uh, assist there by Mukhtar. Yeah, um, that yeah. Uh, then, that cross kind of cross <clears throat> pass into the box. My gosh, man! Don't forget it. Yeah, I mean Dax, Mc, what is it? Dax McCarty, I believe. Yes, uh, yes. Dax digging mm-hmm. up from, and got it into was it Mukhtar and then yep. and into CJ Zapong. That was yeah. I mean yes. Uh, let's give credit. That was that was a nice combination play, especially with Dax starting it off. But oof, I mean, it just I don't. How do you describe that? I mean, it was you had it just. Again, it's it, maybe it's appropriate the way the game started. It was only four minutes into the game, five minutes into the game. But yep. uh, boy, just yeah, I mean, you had I know Michael Boxel was out of position at least with in a, in reference to the man he should have could have been marking, and then you had O'Neill Fisher. I don't know how you judge that because he was like in between two Nashville players, didn't really mark either of them. Uh, but it just it just seemed like it was, they were just out of sorts on that. They weren't ready for it and they should have been. I mean, I think they should have been ready for Mm -hmm. an attempt like that from Nashville. Yeah. You know, I I think, I think you're right in the sense that it's hard to really classify what happened. Um, I mean, you, I I thought O'Neill did 
well on that. But it, I mean, it was just such everything about it was really good on in on the part of Nashville. I, I just felt like um, everything I, I'm looking at it right now. And it's just yeah. I mean, the pass from Dax is perfect. Yep. I mean, you can't defend something like that. Right. I mean, I, I've no. looked at it so many times since the match since the match. And it, it's just like you can't. It was a dime. It was a perfect yeah. dime. And then it was yeah. one timed by Buktar. And it, you just run. can't, you just can't defend something like that. It, nope. it is what it is. Um, I think it's, you know, I don't want to place blame on anybody because it's just hard to. Sometimes the offense does exactly what it's supposed to do, right. and you can't, you know, as much as we want to try and place blame on somebody, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and do I, I just think that's this is one of those goals. Yeah. I yeah, agree with I just, that. There's I <clears throat> I place no blame. It was just beautiful play. Um, that's uh, again, yeah. It's just it caught Minnesota off guard, and there was <clears throat> yeah, like you say, David. There's nobody really in particular that you want to blame. I mean, the defense. If you look at when Dax played the pass, uh, the defensive line went back um, mm-hmm. with uh, with the attacking play, and it just happened to be that perfect of a play to where the defense could do nothing about it. Um, so it's, uh, it, it just hats off to Nashville for it. And, uh, there aren't a lot of teams that can defend that. So I, I challenge yeah. any team to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I think you, you give Nashville, who's one of the better defensive teams. I don't think they'd even be able to do that. I mean, it, no. O'Neal was within probably two yards of Mukhtar. I mean, the, the pass from Dax was perfect. Yep. You can't, you just can't defend that. I mean, sometimes yeah. it happens. Yep. Um, I, I'm not going to try to blame any, you know, either CBs or it's just, yeah, it was a really good sequence. Good sequence. Uh, again, now we're down one nil guys. And, and of course, good Lord against a team like Nashville. That's, that's tough. I mean, that's yeah. super tough. I, yeah, I know. And you look at our predictions. I mean, other than me, I was just trying to have some fun, I think, with my 3-1 prediction, Minnesota mm-hmm. prediction. But I mean, yeah, I know I know you at least a couple of you guys had a, had pegged the game, you know, maybe even optimistically at, a, at say, a 1-0 victory for the Loons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because, you know, that's kind of the game it's going to be. I think the last time, the last and only time these two clubs played each other was a 0-0 draw in Nashville, you know, a year and a half ago in 2020. And that's just the game they play. We talked about it, I think, uh, last week where, you know, I mean, they, Nashville, I think, had the most draws in the league last year with 18. Uh, it's the kind of game they, they play. They don't give up a lot of goals. And you had to give up one early. Woof, yeah. And I don't know. I think the feeling, yeah, it, it, I, I'd say it sucked the life out of the, the stadium, but I don't think it did. I, I, I think, you know, credit to the supporters groups, credit to the fans. Uh, I think the energy stayed about what it was. Unfortunately, in my opinion, I don't think Minnesota's play before or after that goal really improved for for quite a while until you get really close to halftime. Of course. I mean, we had we had a couple of misses. We had a couple of we had we had some opportunities. Uh, but you're right, Dave. Until probably the close to the end of the half is when kind of everything started to go a little bit crazy. We had mm. I know Emeria missed a shot. Uh, from the center of the box, a little too high. I, I do remember that because I think we were all thought it was going to go in, but it didn't. Um, mm. Then, of course, they had Nashville <clears> at the post. 
uh, one time. That was nuts. They had a second attempt, missed, same deal, not post, but missed it. And then uh, Debassi hits the post. Oh, yeah. So, right. I mean, right in that span there from the 42nd minute to the end of half, guys, I mean, there were some really, really good shots attempted that could have turned this game either way. Right. Yeah, it really opened up. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, right up until halftime and even shortly after before the uh, rain delay or the weather delay, it, it mm-hmm. game really opened up. It was exciting. Uh, definitely could feel, you know, you're still you're, you're down one nil. You're not feeling great about that. But boy, it could have been two nil easy. Yep. Yep. And then going back the other way, Tony, like yep. you mentioned, you know, could have how big would that have been to get it at, you know, leveled up at halftime, but uh, well, you, know, you you kind of felt it uh, tilting gradually toward Minnesota's way th- all throughout the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I mean, it definitely started off with Nashville on the front foot. <clears throat> they were dominant for probably the first 15, 20 minutes. And then you started to see Henry shut up. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> Very excited tonight. Yeah, no kidding. He, 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 I'm having pizza over near the computer and he knows I have it. So oh, that's uh, it. It's your fault. <clears throat> uh, but he, uh, no, they, uh, Minnesota, they just, I felt that they were gradually getting back into the game. Not, uh, not too quickly, but um, just, it was definitely tilting that way. Uh, as the game went on, and even after the rain delay uh, into the second half, so I, I felt that we were uh, becoming the better team. I don't think we were we necessarily were the better team, but we were becoming the better team. Well, no, I think the 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 lightning delay was at halftime, was it not? It was no, it was after. in the fifty fourth yeah. minute. Fifty fourth minute. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so we had just started the half. Uh, the yeah. crazy thing is, guys, right at halftime, uh, Heath goes to his bench, which is crazy when's right? the last well, time you saw that yeah right never well, seen that happen before yeah. well and it, it was interesting too so i what so basically um yeah so what what ended up happening did uh so it was o'neill fisher you know he started the game on the in the right back position right correct yes mm-hmm. yeah yes. He, yeah he started the game in the right back then was it taylor that came in first yep. uh took over the right back position that that brought o'neill fisher over to the left side yep yep, um, yep. and debassi came out didn't he no, or no, Coleman no, he came, came into the center. Yeah, right. Um, Coleman Which, came out. Yeah, you know, came I, out. I personally didn't think Kellen really looked that bad, but I think no, no. I think it, they were more concerned about getting more action down the left side. Yes. I think that's my yes. opinion With, on it. Right, I and David, I think you're 100 percent correct on that one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Dabasi, Dabasi was playing fine, but his versatility. You got, you got some. Uh, Alkalades this week. We'll talk about that maybe at the end of the game, but uh, his versatility is huge. Move, you know, seamlessly moves into that center mm-hmm. back where he belongs. And I also, yeah, I think we know it's, I think it's a positive sign, you know, for the rest of that rest of the half. I mean, DJ Taylor, we know he can play on the right and he did, and he did well. well. Yep. Yeah. And also, yeah. And then you nailed it. I think moving O'Neill Fisher to the left kind of changed the game. It didn't and ultimately and change the scoreline, but I think that was, a positive sign to see him over there. That might be his spot. Yeah. And you know, when the next change, which was um, Bongi in for um, Franco, who apparently had an injury of some kind, um, it was interesting because bringing him in the pace on the left wing is crazy when you Mm. have Fisher, because Fisher's got some speed, which uh, I've been really impressed with now these two games. Um, and then and having Bongi in there, who is outrageously fast, right? Um, it was just it, 
was an erratic left wing Mm -hmm. and it it played well into everything that happened beyond that, that point, Uh, you know, Connor, you said that you felt like they're progressively getting better. I, I agree. I think that it was, it was this slow progression, but by that second half, all the way through, even, you know, even before the storm delay, I mean, Minnesota was just taking those extra steps and just becoming the better team. And I mean, it was, it was just completely different from the first half in my opinion. Yeah. And it made the, uh, it made that rain delay a little more bearable to sit yeah, yeah. because I, I think there's just a little more reason for optimism at that point. Uh, in the game. So, and it, it just, again, like Bongi, I mean, he, we saw him a little bit against Philadelphia, you know, I would, he have like 15, 20 minutes against Philadelphia, but this was, you know, coming in, you know, just about just after half and he, he got to see some significant playing time and he, he's a spark plug, you know, he is so fun he to is, watch. Yeah. He is. You know, I mean, some people have been saying he needs to start. I disagree with that. We'll I see, but I'll yet. tell you, I think he's yet. in a fantastic position he, to be yet. a Later in the season, I think and, he'll start. But, and that's what I want to – I kind of want to bring that up. I mean, he's a guy that can bring, drop, bring the ball forward, dribble, everything. He, his footwork is great. His on-the-ball control is awesome, it seems like. He kind of seemed – it felt like he really came in. And that's why I want to ask you about uh, David because I think you noticed it where, from our perspective at the game, we didn't really realize it at the time. But I think he came – Bongi came in basically seamlessly – for Frank Apane. I think he he played Frank Apane's role as well as yeah, um, I mean, Frank I, played. But yeah, I guess my question is why. Yes, yeah, screw playing Bongi as a forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a winger. Um, yeah. I think he's a fantastic left winger. Mm-hmm. I, I The only reason I disagree with him starting, which he might start anyway, because of, depending on Franco's injury. Mm-hmm. But um, the only reason I disagree with him starting, like jumping on the hype train too fast, is – you know, there's nothing spectacular from him that a defense can't make an adjustment and, you know, address. Yes. But he's still, he's still got some crazy talent that, yeah. um, you know, as Connor, you just said, maybe later in the season could really play out. I mean, as he develops into the squad and he continues to grow. Um, I, you know, I don't know, Dave, I'm not sure what it is about about him being better as a f- winger. I mean, I think it's his maybe it's his, just the fact that he's got such pace and he can stretch the field. Yeah. Um, you know, you and especially with having Fisher behind him, they were able to do those overlapping runs and stretch the field even further. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisher clearly has a much better cross than um, Chase does. And um, Bongi has that ability to as you said stay on the ball and and cut in and kind of disrupt things it's an interesting dynamic that you know i i don't know that franco is not that type of person but he Franco's a little bit more interested in being technical um and i don't mean that in a negative way to bongi but i i think i think bongi's so much more raw that he just doesn't look like he's trying to be as technical yeah. but he's still got that i don't know it's it's yeah. like you said he's a spark plug it's it's really and pretty cool it, it's just good it's good to see that uh 
Adrian Heath has some obviously confidence in Bongi to come in, you know, which is completely weird, right? It is his young kid. I wouldn't, if you would ask me prior to the season started, starting just two weeks ago, I I wouldn't have expected to see this much of of Bongi this early. I think he's getting paid. I think he's getting paid off by the South Africans. (laughs) To all our South African listeners, you got 45 minutes. So quit, quit bribing. Well, they're going to want 90. I mean, they're going to want 120, <coughs> basically. I mean, they're going right. to want them to play after the game. Mm-hmm. For another <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, so they did. The, uh, sorry, Tony. I just want just to did they make it clear on the broadcast? It seems like after the fact now you're it's it's a hamstring potentially potential issue for Frank. Said, I, I think I missed what it was. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Think so, yeah. A little that's up in the air. We'll see what happens here this week in training. But so, uh, I mean, I would take him starting, but yeah, I, well, I just think that the Red Bulls are going to be able to adjust quickly. And I don't think he's able to keep that up for 70 plus minutes. That's right. No. So uh, Bongi had a couple of, couple of, at least one miss uh, shot twice. He had two shots, Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was good. Um, DJ Taylor had a, had an attempt that was saved and you guys were right. I mean, we started to kind of come back a little bit after the, the lightning delay. Um, but let's get guys to, our goal in the sunny first minute because that was kind of weird. Um, the setup for it was so Amaria was not in the box. No, Amaria was outside the box, and it was obviously a play that Ray and him talked about yeah. or something. I want to uh, know if Heath wanted them to do that because Ray clearly knew what he was doing, and yeah. Amaria clearly knew what Ray was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Amaria one time did. Oh, um, had all sorts. I mean, that was. I mean, it was fantastic. I liked the creativity. Um, yeah. They weren't ready for it at all. No. Yeah, definitely. It's uh the ball dribbled. I mean, uh, Emria shot it. The ball kind of deflected a little bit here, here, and here. Went towards the line. As you so, could say, they were thinking outside the box. They were, <laughs> oh, uh, how do you like that? That's that's a trunk. That's either a drunk joke or a dad joke. <laughs> how about both? That's a corp. That's a corporate joke. <laughs> yeah. What? What a one. Yeah. It was just a, so, yeah, it was a beautiful strike. one timer. One timer strike. It hit. Hit the post, guys. Uh, it, it kind of <clears> rolled <throat> towards the post. Hit the post. Rolled kind of towards the goal line. Dawson right there. You know, it's it's back of the net. We're good to go. Um, yeah. And uh, that's when I think the the crowd really came alive at that point, um, and uh, was was trying to will this team to a victory. Uh, on this soggy night, I, and I didn't knock you over, Tony. I know you did. I tried. I tried. <laughs> no, I know you did. <laughs> got excited, but uh, but then yeah. again, the LA Galaxy weren't in town this time. No, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, and so again, guys, we're back in this game. I know time is not on our side, and the field conditions are not the greatest, but at least there's some momentum going there. And to end the game, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I I think we really didn't have any great opportunities at the end of the game. I know they didn't either, but uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like that way to me either. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 the excitement of leveling the game up, you know, getting the tying goal was, it was amazing, crazy, but it just, after that, yeah, Tony, you're hundred percent right. In my opinion, it seemed to fizzle out. Maybe, yeah. maybe you saw something else, David or Connor, but um, which is the way it felt to me. I, I mean, I felt like we really, controlled it we had the best mm-hmm. opportunities yeah. For, um, yeah 
I mean, yeah. in terms of possession, uh, we pretty much dominated that last yeah. 20 minutes or whatever it was. Um, you but, definitely didn't see any big steps uh, toward the attacking side, though. You didn't see them trying to attack a whole lot. Right. And, um, you know, I, I saw somebody even mention that it, they felt like Adrian was okay with the draw. <clears throat> Personally, I think that's fine. The conditions, why press and cause more injury? Yeah. You've, you've got to draw. You're, you start the season off with two points. You know, Nashville's right. Yeah, Nashville's riding high because they just beat Seattle in Seattle. You know, they're probably one of the likely top, well, playoff teams for sure. Top five, four, maybe. Yeah. I mean, this this is a perfectly okay result. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you know, you, you know, you could go, I, I can see it either way, you know, whether you want to see a little bit more out of Minnesota or not, but yeah, I mean, Nashville is a team that's built. We talked about this. They're a team. They sit, you know, they're four, four, two, they sit back. They're perfectly built to finish out a game, whether it's a draw or a one nil victory. So yeah, to get, to get the draw was nice. The only thing I want to bring up and I don't want to sound like a broken record because we've talked about this before, you know, Heath, you know, only made two substitutions in this game. Would you expect using, you know, I think in two were in the same window. So would you have wanted to see maybe uh, one of your designated players come off the bench? And I, get, you know, I, I joke. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I, I joke to you guys that I, I felt like he probably wanted to do subs, but the rest of the bench was going to mutiny. I mean, yeah. seriously, if the 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 flow of the game, we're going to use his language. The flow of the game was fine. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. pull a guy that's, you know comfortable on the bench and potentially cause injury in on the surface just let them play it out if you see something i mean if there was something that really popped up all of a sudden okay fine but i don't know you know i don't think nashville was too interested in winning the match either so i don't think Heath was too concerned about making a sub there was no I I'll think take that. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. I think both teams at the after that goal by Minnesota, I think both teams were content with letting it play out the rest of the game and keep trying to keep possession and see if there's anything there. But they weren't going. They weren't going to push it at that point. Yeah, and yeah I'll I take, mean Nashville I'll was t- practically playing in a pool and they're attacking third. So yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'll take I'll take that answer because of the fact that you know we know we're playing a good Nashville team defensive. They're sound, extremely sound defensively, and also who knows you know, how that, you know, an hour and 12 minute, you know, weather delay affected those, you know, the players and yeah. Why risk it? Yeah. So yeah. we'll, I'll, we'll take it, especially with the excitement of getting the, the late uh, equalizer. We are I'll also well, take not that, that late, but I'll also take that answer just because uh, <clears throat> just because of the scoreline by itself, it's a one, one draw. So if your team is playing fine, uh, then there's no re- reason to change it up. It's another thing if uh, if your team is two or three nil up or t- two or three nil down, uh, which I have seen uh, Heath use that uh, excuse in those situations too, which I think is complete bullshit. But in this case, uh, it's just a one-one draw. I think is a good is a good time to uh, to not interrupt the flow of the game. So I think he played it well there. Yeah, and it, and it feels you know it are, this season already feels different. There's just more optimism. I mean, obviously, last season to start out with four losses, here we are after two games, already have a couple of points, significantly Un- better than undefe- last undefeated, 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 undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. undefeated. Um, so Can't guys, about that. 
one one uh draw come out of there with a tie uh we go into next week's game and uh we'll see what happens there red bulls red bulls Bulls. speaking of undefeated um let's talk about them when we come back from just a brief break we'll talk about them we have a new thing we're going to do starting today we're going to try to predict next week's game today what we think is going to happen just briefly um just around the horn type of deal uh we'll talk about them uh connor do you have like one or two soccer histories yeah i got some okay you got that and then a funny story so we'll be back in just one minute guys and we're back shortest break ever um so as we went to break guys we talked about the loons win uh, let's talk about, uh, well, Dave, you want to bring up the fact that uh, Debassi did make player, uh, one of the players of the week, team of the week, along with uh, Calvo, but uh, let's not talk about Calvo. Um, uh, so, yeah, team of the week and, and good for him. Uh, he did a great job uh, this week in playing. Two he did. Positions. He had like four four blocks, uh, a couple interceptions or clearances or mm-hmm. four of them, I think. And uh, obviously he had that near goal off the post. Yep. Um but just and is I think they to quote the MLS uh, page they he you know he showed tremendous versatility so and he did he, you know he he yeah. started the year at, at left wing and or left back I'm sorry and then moved re- seamlessly into his uh you know at least typical for Minnesota United his uh, center back position so yeah great performance um so guys we're gonna do this uh, round the horn quick uh, New York Red Bulls coming in well we're going to New York next week Sunday night game. Um, and that has been switched. Do you guys know the reason why the sw- that was switched? I don't know the reason. So it's from what no. did you say from two to well, from two to, to well six o'clock. Yeah, it wasn't it originally mm-hmm. supposed to be a Tuesday game, too. I don't think this would be a Tuesday game, but or it we was, might completely think of something else. You might think of something else, but the reason yeah. it was switched, guys, is because of St. Patty's Day. Hmm. Parade. Huh. They're having parades that day. Oh, they are didn't, you serious? I'm dead serious. They did not want to have a game going on when the parades were happening because of traffic. Hmm. They think there's going to be no traffic after the parades? Well, the parades will be done by the time they go play the game. So Yeah, but yeah. now there's going to be streets of party in, in New York. Wait, are there Irish people in New York? I guess. I don't know. I don't really think there's... of... I mean, I'm not... Well, there used to be. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you don't really think of New York when you think of... No, you think, you think of Italians. You think of Italians well, or Russians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's plenty of new, uh, Irish immigrants, obviously, all over this country. But yeah, uh, a ton in New York. That's funny. Yeah. No, you're right, though. That's a good point. I When I think of St. Well, it goes St. Patrick's Day. New York is definitely not one of the first cities that pops well, in. Yeah, I think it's Boston or Chicago. Or- they do have a big parade in, in New York. And I guess that was the deal why they moved it, because they didn't want to deal with traffic. So um, good for them. Uh, no, wait so, a minute. Isn't the game? Isn't the game in New Jersey? That's true. Good point. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. But then that is oh, just okay. Italians, isn't it? Uh, supposedly, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so guys, again, a joke. Again, nice, nice. Uh, so we're going to New York. New York is one of the four teams that has two wins in the season. Uh, they're hanging out with six points, so we have a chance to go there and uh, totally take away their their uh, winning streak. Um, so I'll start first. I think next week it's going to be a two to two draw. That's my another thought. draw, another draw, another draw. Uh, Dave, go ahead. 
I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, unfortunately, I'm going to, this is when I, you know, when when you're looking at the first eight games, I don't know, like uh, Dunord on Twitter does this, uh, you know, what's your projections? And I mean, you look at some of these games and especially the way um, New York started the season, New York Red Bulls. I mean, they, a couple impressive wins. I don't know you know, they went out to San Jose and won on the road. I don't know how impressive that was. We'll see as the season goes on, but certainly a result uh, I didn't see coming was earlier in the day on Saturday before Minnesota's game, they went up to Toronto, scored four goals in the first half, including who was a hat trick by um, Lewis Morgan, Lewis Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. So they, that they're an extremely impressive team and you got to go out on the road. So I'm going to, I'm going to predict a three, two Red Bulls victory. Hate Ooh, to do it, but I'm usually know. wrong anyways. So what's who cares? <laughs> All right. Connor, what about you? So the last time we played the New York Red Bulls was in New York. Um, it was 2019, and we beat them 2-1. Um, they weren't they didn't have as good a start to the season as they did as uh, they are having this year. And if you guys will recall, we are due for a match against the Red Bulls because that was our home opener. The yes. year that COVID came around. Um, going to be? Oh, because uh, uh, the the first game at Allianz Field uh, was uh, NYCFC. Yes. Right. But okay. I'm talking about the year after that when right. COVID and came then around. It was supposed to be the Red Bulls. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're due. I think that we go into Red Bull Arena and I'm going to be bold. I'm going to, we're going to, Completely surprise everyone with a three 0 win. Crazy! Wow. Well, I like the I like the prediction so far. We'll see how we tie it all up with David. But I like the fact that you know we've got two goals scored, two goals scored, three for Connor. So I, I, you know, that'd be nice if we could score a few goals here. And also one more thing before before we leave here. Um, I know it's only been two games, but uh, if you look at both San Jose and Toronto. I didn't yeah. even mention Chase Gasper. No, not yeah. happened. Um, <clears throat> they are without a win so far, mm-hmm. both of them. Um, of course, one of those games is against the New York Red Bulls, but um, it's uh, the two teams that haven't started very well. Minnesota's hasn't got a win yet, but they haven't got, haven't lost yet. I think. Uh, I think. I don't know. I, I got a hunch, man. I, I just got a hunch. I, I don't know how to, how else to explain it. All right. Well, does David have that same hunch? Uh, I'm not going to be nearly as bold as Connor. Um, no, I, I agree with Connor. I, I think there's a hunch. There's a bit of a hunch there. Uh, I, I agree that um, Toronto has not looked good. Um, San Jose is San Jose. Um, you never know really what's going to happen there. Um, I think. Saying that uh, Red Bull is coming out better than we are uh, because of who they've played and the fact that they have a what plus five goal difference, I think it is. Um, based on the teams they played, I just don't think that's you know really a measurable thing. It's too small of a sample size. I think we have played a very good Philadelphia team on the road, Drew. We've played a very good Nashville team at home, Drew. We have only allowed two goals, right? Two goals? Yep. Yep. Um, So for me, I think uh, against two teams that are pretty solid on offense, I should point out, um, neither of those two teams have made 
any significant downfall downgrades, I should say from previous season. So for me, I think we're the better team uh, in terms of the comparison with Red Bull. Okay. Um, I think we're doing very well. We have an issue with scoring shocker. Um, our attacking third has been um, pretty solid. We just can't get the ball in the back of the fucking net. So for me, I, I think we win. I think I think we're going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to use bulls. Connor, I'm going to go two one. Two one. All right. Well, All right. I'll tell you what. Nice. I'm I'm, gl- I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I went second in my predictions because I feel like Connor and David, you you, you almost kind of flip my thinking around. No, I think you're no. opti- optimistic thinking, but but oh. like I said, like I you're said, I'm going to stick with stick with my prediction. You need to I'm stick with the downer, wrong. Dave. You need to I, stick yeah. with downer, Dave. That's right. And like downer I said, Dave. I'm u- I'm usually wrong, and so if I want to cement a Minnesota victory, I should just bet on the Red Bulls because that would uh, probably guarantee it for Minnesota. Uh, I did look at the uh, the forecast for next Sunday. I know it's early, guys. Uh, forecast would only be 39 degrees in New York next Sunday. So another potentially kind of chilly one for the but any precipitation. Here. No precipitation whatsoever. Okay. 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 Good. So yeah, there we go. Um, Connor, how about some soccer history? Sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> let's see what we got here. Uh, let's choose. Okay. So we're going to go with kind of a downer for the first one. Uh, I'm going to do three of them. I'm going to do three of them. Um, March 3rd, 2017. Who knows what happens on that day? Uh, was was that the, op- the, the, the home opener? Snow it was, it was the opener. No, the it was opener. the opener. It was oh, the yeah, opener yeah. Portland. in Portland. Oh, we in, lost in Portland, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've all we managed to forget one. Yeah, yep. yeah. But since then, we've, had, we've owned the series on them. So yeah, it's true. It's been, yeah. Um, here's a fun one. 2016, March 4th. United sign on a free transfer from UC Santa Barbara. Ismaila Jome. Remember him? Yeah. Briefly. Remember him? I, I like Tony. Played for what, us. what year was really? that? What year was that? 2016. Hmm. He was hmm. one of the, you know, I don't know. So somebody talked about. Yeah. I feel like he's, um, didn't he get into the MLS again? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I, I think he played for Portland. Um, yeah. could be West uh, Coast yeah. somewhere, yeah. Yeah, uh, he oh, he plays for the Gambia national soccer team now, apparently. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. um, and then the last one we're gonna go with, um, we're gonna go with uh, 2020 when United, uh, on March 7th beat the San Jose Earthquakes 5 2. Last game before yeah. COVID, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one. Yeah. We remember being at uh, the Dubliner that night and we were watching it with the, as a at a big United United party. I, I I know we were watching it. I wonder I feel is that Finnegan's game? No, no, maybe not. But oh. I remember recording the podcast after that game at I believe indeed. Yeah, probably. Yeah, indeed. That's right. That's right. You know, that that game, there was so much hope. <laughs> Yes. There was. You know, I mean, it's like Lots we couldn't have started off the because season any to, better that year. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Amory had a goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, we put up five. I we got were two rolling. Of them. We were rolling. Yeah. Coming into the home opener against Connor, like you said, the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, we were 
high flying. So got our yeah. tickets all set to go to that home opener. God, everything. Yeah, twenty twenty. Oh, and then something else happened. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Well, thanks, Connor, for that history lesson. You are welcome. Um, sir. Before we get out of here, guys, got a quick funny story to talk about. Um, this is going to hurt a little bit, guys, because mm. uh, it just it's going to be painful. You keep saying that, and we're trying to figure out what it is. Jeez, especially, especially for us married guys, it's going to be very painful. Uh, so, uh, and here's the headline. A woman in Thailand uh, shoots husband's uh, penis with harpoon for not cooking dinner. <laughs> the harpoon. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. man. Yes, you're what? right. That is painful. Yeah. I can yeah. feel it already. Wait, Jeez. wait, wait, wait. A harpoon. Yeah. It's like a like a like a harpoon gun handgun. Is it a mini yeah. harpoon? I don't or is it must be. It, the it story doesn't be. say. It's everything I'm saying. But uh, so this was in uh, Kuala Lumpur. A man from uh, Biram in Thailand had a painful punishment for not cooking dinner for his wife. According to the Daily Star, angry wife Chinita Kudrum shot her husband's manhood with a fishing harpoon after Ooh. he just after he decided to go out for a drink with his friends instead of cooking her dinner. The uh, furious 43-year-old woman waited up for Mr. Boom Chewy Mustan to teach him a painful lesson by shooting his crotch like a fish. Uh, <laughs> Boom Chewy was quoted saying that his wife of 21 years then twisted the spear after shooting the base of his penis. Oh. Okay, this wow. must be a small. Ouch. This must, yeah, must be a small, like, but small fishing. Yeah. Gosh. What? Uh, I mean, seriously, just because he didn't cook dinner? So, uh, no, here's here's what happened. The incident happened after Miss Chinita returned home from work in the fields as a sugarcane collector. After a long day of work, she was expecting to see food on the table, but instead realized that her partner had gone out with his pals to drink whiskey, forgetting to make his wife a meal. It was, do that. it was then she decided to stay up for her husband to return home and teach him a life lesson. The, here's the, the best part here. The 45-year-old man was reportedly so drunk, he did not seek medical attention until the next day. Oh, God. oh no! He had to get uh, 17 stitches in his uh, wee wee, and uh, he has decided to stay away from the home until his wife cools down. Uh, I think he, he shoots with the harpoon gun. Like, has this, is his wife ever cooling down? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like this is one of those situations where did he ever, you know, think back and find some warning signs, red flags, maybe, you know, you just, you don't just like flip a switch and shoot your spouse in the junk with a harpoon. Yeah. There had to be red flags had to have been. So guys, especially Tony and David, let us all be thankful for our wives yeah. And that they do not own harpoon guns. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. You, and you, I'm, in a, I'm in a location where you might. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me like Lorena Bobbitt, that whole situation. That, right, yeah. I don't know if, how many of our listeners even know who that is, but I mean, chopped off her husband's penis, you know, while he's sleeping. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, shit. You, this, this is why I, I let my wife know that I'm doing this or that before I actually do this or that. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, not that I'm worried. No, I mean, this isn't some like, <laughs> some like car high for help. <laughs> no, no I, I hope not. See how many Christmas, just don't buy a harpoon. That's all you gotta right. do. Yeah. Uh, so guys, uh, before we get out of here, I did want to uh, 
just briefly mention that uh, and you guys know this, but my my sister in law uh, earliest week um, took her own life. Uh, it's been a been a really crazy week for us for our family uh, in terms of that. Uh, the um, incident is still doesn't seem real to any of us. Um, so I want to mention that uh, if anybody is ever having thoughts of doing harm to themselves, please reach out to somebody yes. uh, instead of doing what, what she did um, because there are people out there who will take you in or will help you uh, who love you regardless of what's happened. And uh, there's never a reason to, to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're all very, very, um, we're just, we're coping right now, but uh, it's been, uh, it's been a struggle at times. So uh, yeah, if anybody's ever got issues, there's always suicide helplines. Uh, there's friends, there's family, uh, call those people up or drive there or whatever, and uh, talk it out before, uh, before deciding to do that. So definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, thank you guys for, for being my friends in, in this. I know Connor, you weren't on the call the other day. I had a little zoom with, with all the boys after this had happened and uh, you know, and was talking about it and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been, been a crazy couple of years with the COVID and the, this and this and this and now this, it's just like, well, so um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so to uh, yeah i mean just be nice to people yeah exactly right just yeah. be nice to people yeah i try to do that every day i try to be nice every day it can be hard sometimes it yeah. can be it can be but but uh on that note guys um game big game next week against new york and uh, i'm sure we'll record sunday, night. sunday we'll record probably on monday again so uh yeah for my uh Myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys in a week. All right. Go loons. Go loons.